0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast, you're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 3, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's do an assessment of the daily chart. We'll look at any chart we need to to get a full and complete umpire's view perspective. We're calling balls and strikes. Let's start with what we've been discussing for several days. Starting last week, I said, if the market comes down, here's the first place of interest. Where was that? I said it was a spike of 448 inside the number members had the exact price today of 447.90, we talked about three specific spots. This was spot number one. Spot number two was just below with the gap over here. And spot number three was the last breakout area in the sequence, drawing a line over from this area. We called it 446 for argument's sake. Today, they got to the first place. That constituted the first trade, the morning trade today was based on that first place, of course it was. That was your first trade today. Nice bounce, not a tremendous bounce. Once again, and we're gonna talk more about this, changing type of character in the market. We'll come back to the short-term stuff later when we review inside the numbers. Now, she's below the 20-period moving average, closed below it yesterday on an official basis, stayed below it, was high of day, no accidents or coincidences. What if she stays below? What if she gets below today's low? What's the next spot? Well, the next spot is the gap over here. We're going to call it 446 and change. And the next price down, I might have said a different number before, was around that 444 place. Tomorrow's Friday. You're going to get a weekly close. What type of weekly close are we going to get? Will she have a rescue operation into a floater Friday in the summer doldrum type of thing? Or... Is she going to close the week poorly, putting in a bona fide reversal week of sorts? And remember, let's not forget, monthly chart perspective, you're in an on-time type of situation. Monthly charts take a long time to materialize. Two important things that are going to impact the market going into Friday. We have thing number one is actually A and B. You have Apple and Amazon earnings. Amazon already came out as I'm watching it. I make this video. They're up about 10 bucks, having a nice run after the announcement. Now, whether it stays that way into tomorrow morning, we don't know. Apple comes next. It comes a little later on. They're delayed in earnings, meaning they don't do it right after the bell. Now, we've got something else on the docket for Friday. We have a phony jobs number. So we talked about this in the live room today, and I said, here's my take on how this unfolds if it works out this way. So let's say, and I said, let's say Amazon reports earnings, the market likes it. Doesn't matter what the numbers are, the market likes it, sends Amazon up. That's item number one. Let's say Apple reports earnings and they like it, the market sends Apple higher. Okay, number two. Well then... My take is, regardless of what the phony jobs number is on Friday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Economic Data Shuffle Time I say the market likes it and sends the market up along with the Apple and Amazon earnings. Again, doesn't matter what the number is. And again, we don't know that this stuff is going to happen. We'll react to whatever the market is doing at the time. That's what we do inside the numbers and in the live room. We have numbers, we have places, we have trade setups. And by the way, speaking of trade setups... I'm going to do this a little backwards today and then we'll run through real quick inside the numbers just so you can see what's in there. I'm going to give you the crux of it now. 447.90. 90 So that popped up on the board. We talked about 448 in here about three or four times over the last week or so. And here's something else I told members in the live room today. I said, when you hear me discuss a number over and over again in the videos at night, we're talking about it, looking for it. It's a number that we're waiting on. When you see that number, there's a... Better than good chance to say the least that that number, at least from an intraday perspective, is going to work. Our line in the sand was 447.45. What was low of day over here? 447.37. What was the 447.45? Well, you go back over here to the hourly chart, or better yet, easier to see on the daily chart. The low in this candle, this is the same one that we said, opens the door to fill that gap. That low is 447.45. They ran a test and they bounced off of it. So they gave two opportunities today one at my number, and certainly a spike was down to 447.45. So they bounced. Then they went back down, they spiked the low, they sucked in the shorts that were selling a break of the low, and then they ripped it back up in the other direction like they do the majority of the time. So the question is, did we have traders that took the trade on the second bite of the apple on the spike the low, rip it back up in the other direction? And certainly we did. Of course we did in the live room. By the way, before we leave the daily chart, go over to inside the numbers, back above the 20 period moving average, and guess what? You got it. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend until it's not. And keep in mind, this is the daily chart. She's well above the moving averages on the weekly chart, but coming back to run a test in the vicinity of, or at least in the neighborhood of home base, which is all the way down a lot lower on the weekly chart, might as well take a look at it. Let's get rid of this line, go over to the weekly chart, and you can see where it not saying they get down there anytime soon. What we're saying is, giving the 20-period moving average or home base a good and fair chance to creep up toward price where price comes down and goes sideways, eat some time off the clock. That's normal garden-variety market behavior. Nothing's changed. Let's do this in an abbreviated fashion from an inside-the-number perspective. We had another bout with the overnight thieves. The first of the next three places discussed in the video at night is what, a spike of 448 That was the first order of business. Funny how that works. They did it in the pre-market. The thieves in the night did it. So here's what we've got. We have 449.30. Staying below or getting below 449.30 is the gateway for the spike of 448. 447.90 is a number you'll see come out later. 447.45 was that last line of defense. Nothing's changed from what we talked about at night. This was basically a, and I call these, 100% of the time trades. And I said this in the live room today in the morning. I said, this is one of those situations. I'm talking about the number over and over again. It's a really important place. I'm taking this trade 100 out of 100 times. I'm taking it 100% of the time. Now, pay attention to this. 450 was the gap left open yesterday. So that's going to be an important place on a rescue operation. We'll take a look at that. And then also write this down on a sticky note 450.80. 450.80 so keep in mind from a zero dark 30 long before the market opens perspective we nailed the low and we nailed the high without the market even opening for business how's your day going high of day precisely 450.79 against 450.80 funny how that works no accidents or coincidences pause the video read the notes go back to the chart to double check the work 9.15, 447.90, that's your number to the penny. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. We're looking for a bounce back in the other direction. 9.30, so far it's the give part, they bounced right in front of it. 9.32, it's showtime within the zone. 9.36, base hit is over, scalp portion of the trade. Nice trade, the rest is trader's choice. Never know how high. 449.30 is the next spot of overhead resistance. 4.49.30, put that on a temporary sticky note. On that bounce, after the buy right at the opening bell, 4.49.30 was the high and the rejection back to run a test of the 4.47.45. That's a mouthful, but it also is a how do you like dem apples. We're given the entries, we're given the exits, what more are you looking for? Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. All the numbers you saw were in here. All the numbers you needed were in here. Everybody that was paying attention to the numbers did just fine. Now, we've got something for everybody, don't we? Stocks on the move. Had a nice little list today, six deep. We're going to take a look at Etsy, Qualcomm, PayPal, and Zillow. S-T-A-A and love were off the board, they didn't get to their numbers, no trade. Etsy was a slow drip, not necessarily in the best manner in which, however, 84, 83, and 82, and that's not an accident, just came out that way, believe it or not. Those were the numbers, and you see what happened. They bounced off the first, they bounced off the second, they gave you the deal, any way you looked at it. Not great trades, base hit, though. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, which makes it what? A really good trade, each and every time. About Qualcomm. 11640, 115 and a quarter, the rest is trader's choice, the rest is history. You see what happened. They came into the first and the second, they're close together, and then the rip back was to a high of one nineteen eleven, all happening within a few minutes of the opening bell. Hey, you doing? We had a couple of stand up doubles and sliding into third base with Qualcomm today in the live room. PayPal hovered around in the zone. First number didn't work. Second number worked. Third number that came up short until the end of the day. The numbers worked, but they just didn't give you a crisp reaction at any of the numbers, but certainly not a bad situation. Just hung around the numbers all day. About Zillow. How you doing? 5172, spiked it, had an immediate rip back up in the other direction. High just minutes later, after ten o'clock, was what? How about fifty-five and a quarter? Hey, you doing? I say it all the time. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. What's going on over in camp IWM into the 20 period moving average, spike it, rebound back up. They ran a test of that 20 period moving average. That's what we can say. If they come back below it and below today's low, that's obviously going to be negative. However, if they hold the 20, it's positive for a bounce, which could last a couple of days at least. Tomorrow... Weekly close, all that stuff will tell a big tale. Weekly chart, there's really nothing going on. They just haven't yet got through this pivot, but they're above all the moving averages. So nothing negative is going on from a weekly chart perspective. Daily chart pulls back a little bit. Weekly chart, you can hardly see it. They're eating time off the clock. You see the difference? This is why you have to look at a variety of different charts. What about the folks down at the transportation department? First thing I see when this chart populates the screen, what jumped off the page? How about a test of the breakup candle low and a rebound away from it? Funny how that works. We see it over and over and over again. This should be in your sticky notes. All charts act and react the same way. It doesn't matter whether we're looking at an hourly chart of Qualcomm or we're looking at a daily chart of the transports. What's the difference? This is a pullback in an uptrend until proven otherwise. Close below the breakup candle low, you have a gap. Then you have a 20, get below the 20. Next progression of events would be down here at this low, 15.978 for argument's sake. And then if they get below that, you have another gap. It's one step at a time. That's what I see looking at the daily chart. There's obviously stuff in between, but from a lesson perspective, that's how you do it. The Q people. Now, we talked about this already, and I'm going to bring it up again because I want to point out what will now become the obvious. Where did the Qs go today? Well, the next place we had was a gap over here, closing price 372.82. We also had a pivot high that's considered a breakout area, 372.85. So it's in the same general ballpark. So if I do this and I go like this and draw a line straight over, what happened today? They got in there yesterday, kind of, sort of. Today, they got below it, right back above, had a nice rally before they finished halfway home. When you see these type of spots, these places on daily charts or weekly charts, they can stay there for a while. They can run some tests for a few days. That's not abnormal. That's normal garden variety market behavior. They can also bounce right off of it intraday. That's also normal garden variety behavior. Both things are normal. And you don't know which one is going to happen. You identify the areas for the reasons that make sense and you let the market take care of itself. You let Mrs. Market do her thing. On a rescue operation, she's going to have to get back above the 20 period moving average. If she sells again tomorrow, I think I gave you this number on a sticky note last night. I'll give it to you again. 3.36.35 and it happens to be just below a gap. So figure between the gap and that number should be pretty darn good garden variety of intraday support, write that down, put it on a sticky note. XLF made it official, ran a test of the 20 period moving average, spiked it, ricocheted off, closed, not bad for the day, basically flat for the most part. Just a pullback in an uptrend, ran a test of the 20 period moving average, take it at face value. Don't need to read any more into that. Forget about the banking problems. All that stuff will come home to roost when it does. Right now, we look at the charts and we see what we see. Pullback in an uptrend. Smash Mouth looks like the other charts. Tried to kill it. Didn't get to the 50. Rescue operation. Doesn't mean they're going to be positive tomorrow. Doesn't mean they're going to be negative. They're in between. They're in no man's land. Below, it's the 50. And then below the 50, A little spike of 149, I think I gave that to you last night as well. Put that on a sticky note. On a rescue operation, they get back above the 20-period moving average. We'll see what happens. Weekly close will be important across all these markets. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.